We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? Welcome back to O'Reilly Radio 163, recorded Friday, August 25th, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go O'Reilly. I'm your host, Andy Cohen, and I have my usual suspects still. I've got Daniel Atherton, Amber Besecker, and David O'Connor. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, we just uh, just had a, a lovely conversation and two blue screens <laughs> um, about uh, the... The publishing industry and how that's just a, a crack of shit right now. Uh, so that's that's a nice little aperitif and uh, definitely a nice reminder to hey go uh, go out to patreon.com and support us and Amber. You'll find those those uh, links in the show notes. Um, thank you to Donald Davis, Melissa G, Henry, and Daniel Duncan from the Public Problem Addict Podcast. Now, since I stumbled over it, I said it even better, so it gets more attention. See how I did that? That was on purpose. <laughs> Skills. <laughs> <laughs> but we make mistakes. So please, uh, if you find one or you have comments or anything like that, we've got an email address, Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com, or phone it in 470-222-6759. I haven't had any of those in a really long time, long, long time, because, you know, it does this. Hi, O'Reilly Radio listeners. This is your host, Andy Cowan, calling my voicemail to make sure that it still works. Please consider calling us, 470-222-6759. Bye. See, it still works. It's out there. I'm telling you. Anyway. Okay, so it's trash day. Oh, yeah. <sighs> in in Trump land. So, um, In all land, it's trash day. That's true. That's true. And why is it trash day? Because it's Friday and nobody's paying attention to the news. This is 2017 and nothing matters. True. Well, true enough. Again, you're, it's Friday. If it comes out on Friday, it's not going to get a week long of coverage. Yeah. Journalists take weekends off. They do. They do. It gets swept under the rug rather quickly. So we don't like that kind of thing. So here's what the cat has dragged in for Friday. Uh, Trump has decided to pardon Sheriff Joe Arapio. Arpaio. Uh, Arpaio. A pile of shit. Is that his last name? I can yeah. say that, right? Because he's a public yeah. figure. Therefore, yeah. I can say that with impunity. Yes. Good. So that's out in the New York Times. Now, there, we did have a little uh, pregame discussion about whether or not he could refuse being pardoned. And... I don't have any uh, any case law on that. I don't know whether or not he can actually refuse to be pardoned. So if you know out there, give us a shout. I would like to hear that. You know, anything that's well, I just it's curious I did, about that. Did some searching myself, actually. Okay, maybe you're United Google States versus Wilson. Time. 32 U.S. 150, 1833, was a case in the United States in okay. which the defendant, George Wilson, was convicted of robbing the U.S. mail in Pennsylvania and sentenced to death. Due to his friend's influence, Wilson was pardoned by Andrew Jackson. Wilson, however, refused the pardon. Okay, so there has been a case where somebody has refused a pardon, and that one was a case of life and death. Yep, and the decision was that if the prisoner does not accept the pardon, it is not in effect. A pardon is a deed to the validity of which delivery is essential. 
and delivery is not complete without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it is tendered, and if it is rejected, we have discovered no power in this court to force it upon him. Therefore, Wilson was hanged. Well. Bang, rang. Okie dokie, then. Did you just say bang, rang? He did say bang, rang. That's amazing. <laughs> he did say bang, right? Okay, well, well, he is the one wearing the Deadpool shirt, so yeah. Well, okay. So, and now he's got the tinfoil hat on. He's always so shiny, so shiny, shiny. Now okay. I'm ready for trash day. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Okay, so he could refuse to be pardoned. Could. Mm-hmm. But but will he? So Uh, doubtful. So Daniel, are are you along with uh, with Stephen? Stephen Griffith was you know our our other contributor. Uh, He was making making some notes about that. Um, Uh, Again, there's a anecdote anecdote when it comes all the way back to Nixon and him being pardoned. Uh, after he left office by Ford. Mm-hmm. And while many people were upset with Ford over the pardon, um, he, he kept the rules for pardoning and a copy of the pardon in his pocket. Really? Uh, in his pocket? Uh, in his pocket. That's not telling. Uh, going, I'm the one that got Nixon to admit what he did. Because in the acceptance oh. of a pardon, you admit to the wrongdoing. The pardon is forgiveness, not a decree of innocence. Okay. So that means that he would then not be able, he would be ineligible to have Fifth Amendment privileges. Should someone wish to sue him for the same thing that he's being charged with now in civil court versus? That's something that I don't know enough of the case case law for, but that could be a reason to refuse a pardon. Um, to always maintain that I didn't do that it. innocence. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I think his ego is bigger than that, and I think that. In his in his situation, he's going to take this and he's going to run with it, and he's going to say that the president vindicated me. Yeah, the president but, has stamped his seal of approval, the presidential seal of approval on my ass. But, but considering the standing of the current U.S. president, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. Considering that he has put his stamp of approval on white supremacy. Yeah, Nazis. but but we are talking about Joe. That's fair. I mean, okay. What what do you know about him that makes you go, oh yeah, that guy? I mean, come on. What has he done? Uh, Just to fill here. in our audience, what has Sheriff the, Joe the, of Arizona, formerly of Arizona? What did he do? Well, let's see here. Uh, Tire Tent City in the prisons kept prisoners outside. In Arizona, 
Uh, one of the things that I was always curious about was whether forcing the pink uniforms upon the prisoners, could that be filed under unusual punishment? Um, I would say cruel, but not unusual, which would be something that, uh, that Scalia had actually said once. Well, it's Scalia. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's cruel, but it's not unusual. <laughs> it's perfectly normal. Therefore, the cruel and unusual thing doesn't apply. That's what that's his. That was his argument. Yeah. Just twist your brain a little bit more there. Um, Sheriff Joe uh, is is best known lately for his birtherism. Yeah, the birtherism and the aggressive efforts to hunt down and detain undocumented immigrants. Mm -hmm. So all part of the immigration ban and the aggressively getting Mexicans out of the country. Yes, which he was held in criminal contempt for continuing to Mm -hmm. illegally profile Latinos living in Arizona based on their perceived immigration status, which was in violation of a judge's orders. Which held got him in held in in criminal contempt of court, mm-hmm. at which let's face it, he's guilty of, and yep. the president has pardoned him for. Now, what's uh, just to to reiterate about the powers of the president to pardon? He can pardon for federal crimes. He cannot pardon for state crimes. But this was a federal judge's order, so he was found in contempt of federal court. Right. Yeah. But should it come up again and be a state, state level, a state court matter, yeah, then it would be up to the state governor to pardon him. Now it is Arizona, so that could happen. But, but at the state level, because it's no longer a federal crime, I think he gets back his Fifth Amendment rights. Well, then, then you get into mixing with double jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, it, this yeah. goes on. The legal ramifications go on for days, folks. Oh, yeah. You want to have yeah, yourself is, a, a, a bit well. of a, a mental and electronic exercise. You want, you want to flex, those gray, flex that gray matter. Yeah. Go on this trip. Um, this is a fun one. This is a fun one to go down. Uh, and, and fun in that I, you might end up sick at the end. Really, uh, like an amusement park of, ride that you were on too long, that kind of thing. Uh, speaking of disamusement and bad times and a deep dive, uh, let's go into this thing with tr- Trump and the Department of Justice and web hostings. Yes, this uh, this okay. And you have <clears throat> the appropriate hat. Hang on, no, no, it's not even a hat at this point. Okay. No, this is this is the wrong hat. I, I want to. I wanted the right hat. I needed a black bag. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. So, folks, I'm I'm sorry, uh, but everyone that is listening to this podcast, and especially those that are on it, uh, we're all on a list now, probably, of people that listen to anti-Trump propaganda. Well, we're not exclusively anti-Trump. No, no, we're against anything that is batshit crazy. I like I like to think of myself as an establishment provocateur. Well, as a provocateur, you are right in the wheelhouse of what happened with this uh, this site that was hosted by Dreamhost. 
Uh, yeah, this this site was explicit. The the reason it existed was to be anti-Trump. Yes, um, it was so disrupt uh, disrupt J twenty dot org uh, was the site itself. And let me get this before it starts. There we go. Mute tab. Okay, that's the best thing. I hate autoplay videos. They they should all yeah rot and burn. Okay, <clears throat> um, so this is we got this uh, this article out on the hill, which. From what I've noticed, even some conservative-leaning people actually respect. So, yeah, <laughs> there's that. You know, uh, some, not not all, not all, but some that have one one in particular. Yeah, some that have recently uh, <laughs> got our ire. Um, <laughs> God, that was a trip. Okay, anyway, um, so Chief Judge Robert Morin of the Supreme Court of Washington D.C. ruled from the bench that the government under the court's supervision can proceed with an amended search warrant for data requested from DreamHost on the website disruptj20.org, which was used to organize protests against Trump on Inauguration Day. Now, but right on the surf- surface of it is what would they do with that information? How they keep it secure, and how is this legal? What is the what is the reason for the warrant? How is so, that? The justification is to investigate riots on inauguration day. That's a stretch. It's also um, right in the vein of the conspiracy for voter fraud. Mm-hmm. That's you know, also and, a stretch. Yeah, but that's that's all that this administration has been talking yeah. about is that, you right. know, he was he was robbed of so many votes. He clearly got the popular vote too. And apparently there were what, three three million people or three hundred million people that didn't vote for him? Oh wait, the entire population of the United States is a little more than three hundred million people. Oh, uh just just to give you an idea of the numbers that are in Trump's head. He tweeted out that one of his recent rallies where he was saying vitriolic things that oh, there was that there were fi- yeah, that there was 15,000 people there. According Thank to you. according to the Arizona Fire Department, they were nearly at capacity at 4,200. That was capacity yeah, but, 4,200. But he was he was counting the people outside who were protesting. Yeah, he would have but to he count was them. The people outside. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have to double the number inside out as outside. Yeah, so he don't math so good. His eyes are bigger than his audience. <laughs> or something. All he saw was a, a packed area. Right. He, yeah. He, he is a god in his own mind. Yeah, well, they, they, they brought out the white tarps and they made sure that everyone was wearing white, as is the well, fashion for certain sects. Uh, so, obviously, not, well, they, not, not really true. sure they how many people there they were. They also then. wear burgundy. It was also, also well, uh, white shirts, white, lately. white polo Remember, shirts, and, uh, and khakis is also mm-hmm. apparently now the new yes. wardrobe. The, Pastel the, polos. The... <laughs> Alt-right's uniform now is red baseball cap, white polo, khakis. 
Because that's Just his golfing like their outfit. Commander that in is chief. his golfing outfit. Yes, they're emulating him to a tee, a golf tee, if it would. So, yeah. Um, it makes him look a little how, bit like Forrest Gump. How long do you think it will take before Trump or or a member of the Trump family has you know Trump branded? polos and khakis to go with the make america great again cap. well they sure so it won't be made in, they won't be made in the usa oh no it's too expensive <laughs> um no those will definitely be made in china maybe at the same factory where all ivanka stuff's done they can do a two-for-one nice um so also i want to keep track of you know her uh intellectual property lawsuit that she's up for since she pretty much just copied a bunch of fashion designs um, so pardoned. we're getting getting back to this. <laughs> no, no, it's a civil matter. You can't pardon her. It's a civil dispute. That's right. It, it would um, have to be a lo- it would have to be a a lesser judge of only a mere state. Um, yeah, okay. he's got access to Predator Jones. He can make those other fashion designers go away. Jeez. Oh, I just want to point out that there's already Donald Trump Make America Great Again polo shirts. And just like that, I, I, my my <laughs> my mood has taken yet another hit. Here, let, let me uh, let me adjust that. I bet there's also a rule thirty four on it. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> no. No. Need to move you need to stop with the sliders, damn it! No. Move that slider back the other way. No. <laughs> Mute that. Mute it. <sighs> no. Okay, that makes me ridiculously happy. Okay, moving on. Um, so earlier this week, the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C., reading directly from the article because, really, they say it much better than I would, asked to modify the warrant specifying that it is not interested in obtaining the 1.3 million visitor IP addresses and information that could constitute a violation of the Privacy Protection Act. The revised warrant, lawyers with the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. argued Thursday, is sufficiently particular about the information that the government is allowed to seize from the requested data. Only that which constitutes evidence of a violation of D.C. criminal code governing riot. So they don't want the IP addresses. They want more than the IP addresses. Mm -hmm. Because IP addresses are fairly anonymous until you then correlate them with other metadata. So they want not just that. They want the metadata so that they can figure out who it was that actually attended any event in D.C. So DreamHost says that merely having to turn over the information of the government raises First and Fourth Amendment uh, concerns and could have chilling effects on free speech and political discourse. Yes. Yes. Just yes. That's a valid argument as opposed to stretching. Right. While the company's lawyers describe the execution of the IP addresses as a win, they maintain that the warrant would still allow the government to obtain email lists and correspondence between managers of the website and certain third parties, which would reveal their contact information and content of email messages. So they want to also root through their mail. Um, Quote, we think that having the government review the records, having the government have access to the information of the public, and as the court has deemed, the innocent third-party users, having them 
see that information and identify who these political dissidents were is problematic. Well, yes, that's kind of a really that's a lawyerese way of saying we have a problem here. Yeah. When it comes and to sensitive valid. when it comes to first sense first, sensitive first amendment issues such as this <laughs> one, it should not be the case where the government gets to rummage through material to determine whether something is valid or not. That again is what the lawyer said. So <sighs> While allowing the government to move forward, Morin, the judge, ordered the government to disclose the names of law enforcement officers who will sift through the data, the process they will use, and their minimization procedures for protecting data on innocent visitors to the site. Have you guys ever played the game Orwell? No. No, but I've lived it. I feel like we're playing it now. There's a really awesome game on Steam called Orwell. I think it's like four ninety nine or something. It's awesome, though. And it puts you in the position of somebody who would be doing what those law enforcement officers would be doing in the name of keeping your state um, safe during uh, a possible terrorist attack. Lovely. And it is really, really good. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. First and foremost, like the the game mechanics are just very, very well done. But it's also meant to illustrate, you know, what this could turn into. Well, we also have along those same notes, papers, please, and the yeah. recent recent release of Observer, which that came oh, yeah, out. Oh, I want to play that one too. That came out on the fifteenth. Yay, Rutger Hauer in a cyberpunk dystopia. Oh, good. That's good. Um, okay. The judge also said that the government will need to provide two sets of the data to the court, one specifying the data not covered by the warrant to be sealed and not reviewed in the future, and another of the data seized and why it constitutes evidence of a crime. So at least they're trying to itemize but it out? Still, you're going to have these these people... Going through all this data, sifting through it, and deciding individually who's innocent and who's not, whilst having full access to that data. And I'm I'm still waiting to hear how they plan on keeping that secure and how in keeping that information out of the government's hands when it comes to the quote-unquote innocent users in this case. You can still be making a full record of every person who visited that site by the sounds of this and just keep that off to the side. Hey, you remember that time that the White House released the names and addresses of people who had contacted the White House even against their expressed wishes? This would have been last month. Mm. The web provider, Dreamhost, published a search warrant published a search warrant issued by the Supreme Court of the District of Columbia that asked for records and information related to the website and its owner, along with information that could be used to identify subscribers of the website. This includes names, addresses, telephone numbers, and other identifiers, email addresses, business information, the length of service, including start date, means and source of payment for the information, uh, uh, payment of the services, including any credit card or bank account number, and information about any domain name registration. 
The warrant dated July 12th says the authorities will seize any information constituting violations of D.C. code governing riots that involve individuals connected with the protests on Inauguration Day. More than 200 people were indicted on felony riot charges in connection with the protests in Washington, D.C., January 20th. You know, that that slipped by me that 200 people were indicted. Mm-hmm. Well, you can indict the ham sandwich. We've done that. Right. Yes. You can certainly get that. Um, yeah. Damn thing didn't have any mustard. So the indictments don't – they they carry weight, and they should. But at the same time, it's – you can indict all sorts of things. Actually getting – criminal prosecution, but this is disruption of lives. Yeah. 200 lives have been disrupted. Uh-huh. Um, and they are looking, well, <coughs> the Department of Justice under what I would think would be Trump's orders is going after dissidents. Now, some of them did, you know, quote, unquote, riot, but if I remember the coverage, that was a very small crew, not 200 people. 214 people, actually, according to the CNN article on the day that that it came out. Uh, This was updated February 22nd. A total of 214 people have been indicted so far on felony riot charges in connection with the Inauguration Day protests in downtown Washington. On the morning of January 20th, protests over Donald Trump's inauguration turned violent when black-clad anti-fascist protesters smashed storefronts and bus stops hammered out the windows of a limousine and eventually launched rocks at a phalanx of police. (sighs) Uh, six police officers were injured and 230 protesters were arrested that day. Grand jury in D.C. charged five individuals. This was in addition to the 209 other defendants who've been indicted on rioting charges earlier this month. Felony rioting carries a maximum of 10 years in prison and a fine of up to $25,000. The indictment accuses the defendants of using a tactic called black block in which people conceal their identities with dark or black clothing and accessories such as scarves, sunglasses, helmets, and masks. So with Charlottesville, we definitely have, this is where he's getting the violence on both sides. This is the root of that argument. From his own inauguration day. Mm-hmm. So now we have context. Now we have some nuance into his thinking. Because this was a dir- direct personal attack. He's never going to let that go. No. Because that's the man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, that's I, illuminating. I feel, I feel like something that... And I'm not saying that this was the the case necessarily with everybody here in what we're talking about. But I feel like uh, generally people don't understand the concept of agitators who go to protests and get in with the with like uh, like insinuate themselves into groups protesting like, let's say, Black Lives Matter, for example. And the only reason that they're there is to cause violence specifically to try to uh, tarnish the reputation of the protesters. Yeah, they're the real provocateurs. Yeah. And this has been something that's happened for forever. I mean... Well, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like people don't like understand that that happens. Like they're just like, oh, well, there was violence. It must have been those protesters. That's what they stand for. And I'm like, yeah. And they knew like the agitators know you're going to react that way. So that's why they do what they do. Yeah, it's it's just human condition. They it's very simple groupthink psychology. Mm-hmm. Mob mentality rules. They they can they can get it done. It's not hard. So the question is whether or not that the people that are actual black block uh, provocateurs, the ones that are specifically there to mess things up, whether or not they were the ones that were being organized by this this website through this website um, that that's a big question, and hopefully law enforcement will do their jobs. So, so on that surface, maybe the outrage is uh, unjustified. I, I think it's more about the precedent that it sets and the door that it possibly opens. Yeah, it's the again, slipperiest of slopes that we, we're on here. The U.S. does not have very strong privacy laws, unlike some of our European friends. Um, No, we don't have the privacy laws, but we do have the freedom of speech laws, the freedom of expression, the freedom to be politically dissident and not be arrested for it. You know, without violence, of course. You know, but then you're you've crossed a line and you've gone to violence for it. Yeah. Merely expressing your opinion, you are still free to do that in this country. Or if it incites violence. Yeah, you you can be prosecuted for inciting violence. Yeah, it, that becomes a much more narrow kind of thing, though, because the the whole shouting fire in a crowded theater thing, that's actually not illegal. But it's very much dependent on the situation and what happens. So it's well, not it's it can't be a blanket statement like that. There's there's more narrow things that happen with that. You there's context with Yeah. And there's nuance and we've already established that America doesn't do nuance very well. Oh, no. people Hell do no. nuance very well. I swear the show is eventually just going to mutate into the nuance show. Just going to do that. <laughs> so and Amber's going to run a history show and we'll we're just going to have a great time. Yeah, historical context for current events. Yeah, like like this. Yeah, but it takes digging. I know. It takes following following the trail. It's like, okay, well, what was that about? Okay, what was that about? It takes time, and people don't have time for that. Get that kid him. So, speaking of context and time, yeah, there's this this hurricane that's about to hit Texas. Category four, yeah. Hurricane Harvey. Uh, Is this still a category four? Yeah, it was it was Cat Four as of an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> when you say it like that, I don't think you mean it that way. <laughs> it's uh, just so you, to to the uh, the alert just came across. It has made landfall with winds of 130 miles per hour. So, mm. fun fact. Couple of things. Uh. First off, since we're more of a political show, um, two, count them, two senators from 
Texas, who voted no for aid for Hurricane Sandy, uh, have just petitioned for aid. <sighs> Texas. I'm shocked. Um, I'm so shocked. Mm-hmm. Well, Would you the, tell them the, to pull themselves up by their bootstraps? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. waterlogged bootstraps. Yeah. Um, also, it wasn't uh, too long ago that here in Florida we were remembering the anniversary of Hurricane Andrew. Mm-hmm. The cat, cat five yesterday or the day before. Yeah, the Cat yeah. Five Finger of God um, hurricane that that well, swept through here. Gonna pull also up, hit uh, the worst possible place for a hurricane to go through. A uh, homestead. Yeah, I'm going to pull up. Well, actually, Houston's pretty darn bad. Houston floods with a light rain. So, yeah. so this is not good for them. Okay, so here on my screen is a semi-truck that's uh, being pushed over by the wind right now. <laughs> Lovely. It's not so good. It's Cat 4. Cat 4 is not so good. No. Cat 4 is not when you... We're Floridians. Category 4, you don't want to be around. Yeah. Cat 4, we take serious. Like, Cat 2... Charlie was Cat 4, right? Cat... Which one? Charlie? I can't remember Charlie. I think at one point it was. I think I was too drunk for Charlie. Hurricane Charlie... Or was was I in Gainesville for Charlie? I don't know. Yep, nope. it was a Cat 4. Yeah, Hurricane... Okay. hurricane well, Category 4 what? hurricanes in general will rearrange your... Uh, Charlie your, your mobile homes pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah, um, cat, Categories 1 through 3. In damage. Yeah, cat, cat 1 through 3. 3, um, three can cause yeah, some issues. Yeah, but for the most part, it's it's like, what kind of barbecue are you going to have in your garage? In Florida, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, cats one and two is going. So we're, we're gonna party. Uh, we're how much rum are we buying? Yeah, is cat to one make hurricanes. to make hurricanes? Exactly. Um, <laughs> There's no coincidence here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> you know that drink no. was made during a hurricane. No, um, cats one and two, most Floridians just kind of shrug at. Um, Us being Floridians, but, we can shrug at these things because we've already lived through it. It's just a thing that we do. But it's like a cat, rite of initiation down here. Well, hell, like, when they started learning how to drive, I drove through a tropical storm. That's um, always fun. Yeah. So, no, but Cat Cat 3, you start, you know, okay, we need to do some prep. Cat 4 is uh, expect your power to be down for a while and you're probably not going to be able to make it to work. Um, yeah. It, and sad location dependent. Yeah. Work and power sadly, is we, we have the, the, the waffle house index, the hmm. waffle house index, please yeah, elaborate on a, the waffle house. Index. Thing. That's a real thing. Uh, that's sadly, thing. uh, the waffle house index. Um, now after, after Harvey goes, goes through, um, the question is: The next day is the Waffle House open? The Waffle House Index is an informal metric used by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, that'd be FEMA, to determine mm-hmm. the effect of a storm and the likely scale of assistance required for disaster recovery. "Quote: If you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
This is that's, a thing. Welcome to the South, y'all. That's impressive. If we can't even open the Waffle House, <laughs> life is bad. If the Waffle House ain't open, something is terribly wrong. Yeah. There is a. How many letters have to be off the sign before you can go in? <laughs> before you can't I go went in through anymore? It. I went through a town called Cumming, Georgia, incidentally, <laughs> uh, where everybody it had Bukaki, where Georgia is on your two, mind. I want to say it had two stoplights, but uh, everyone, <laughs> either one of them worked. Everyone, every person in that town, what went to church at eight and was at Waffle House by nine, and Sticky by ten. Yep. Just let that float there for a second. Damn it with the, stop it with the damn slider. Nope, nope, no. nope. You, you gotta, you gotta listen to all the episodes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So the Waffle House Index, that's that's a real thing. So, um, but truly, we are we are concerned about uh, and, our and our friends in Texas, are with folks in Texas. But this also illustrates. Uh, the current Republican administration's lack of appointments um, as a number of key appointments to address natural disasters in in our country have not been filled. Yeah, there are a lot. Well, I find it really telling that he'll go through and get get one appointment done all through the, the congressional approval and everything. And then, instead of getting somebody new for a different position, no, they have he then moved them mm-hmm. to yet another position that he just made made vacant, leaving two positions, you know, in flux. It, I, I would hate to be a human resources person for the U.S. government. Well, especially after what they apartments. tried to pull with the the border patrol during hurricane harvey too so what what was that about oh they tried to keep the checkpoints open uh Uh, during the hurricane evacuation uh illegal immigrant checkpoints so they're still checking whether or not you've got your papers even though those papers are going to be soaked emergency personnel are being put in harm's way for a political agenda let alone the safety of these people, because they're people. Okay, mm-hmm. putting that entirely aside, which you should, based on moral terms, but putting that aside, you are putting first responders that you will probably need after the storm passes in harm's way mm-hmm. for a political agenda. Would you like mm-hmm. to hear the, the concession they eventually ended up making? Yes, go go for it. That the checkpoints in the direct path of the hurricane would close as the highways they were located on did. So, when you can't use it anymore, we'll they'll let them the go. Mm-hmm. But how would they leave? The Are they given lifeboats? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to evacuate these areas before they become deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing was they were going to drive the, the, the evacuation routes went right through these checkpoints was the thing. So they just it, figure they're catching more in the net. 
Yeah, or what was actually going to happen was the illegal immigrants would stay and try to ride it out and probably die. A number of them. If that's your goal. Or at least be harmed. Mm-hmm. Which means they end up in our hospitals and cost the taxpayers more money. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just saying. So I I would like to, to segue this because, we're, you know, we're talking about immigration. And there's something interesting that came to my attention a little while ago, even though it's it's been out in the zeitgeist for, for a bit now. And that's that nine U.S. states uh, have to redo their driver's licenses to be TSA compliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So y- you may well go to the airport with your driver's license, your state-issued ID, and not be allowed to board the plane to another state in the same country. Mm-hmm. Because it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, have you heard that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's a special license, even if your state offers it. Uh, they, a lot of times, still offer the license that does not have the advanced security credentials. So... There's a possibility that even if you're licensed in a state that has the capability to give you the proper license, your current license won't work. This is starting January 22nd. You will need a driver's license or ID. This is They, they put these posters up. Department of Homeland Security put these posters up. ID requires, requirements are changing starting January 22nd, 2018, you will need a driver's license or ID from a state compliant with the Real ID Act, a state that has an extension for compliance or an alternative ID to fly. For Real ID Act information and a list of acceptable IDs, visit tsa.gov. Five states... Alaska, California, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Virginia got federal extensions for residents to use their driver's licenses for federal ag- for federal agencies through June 6th. Another dozen states have extensions to use driver's licenses for federal agencies through October 10th. Those states are Idaho, Illinois, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Texas. And even states with temporary extensions must adopt the real ID standards by October 1st, 2020, or their residents will need alternative identification at that point, period. I got a passport, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at some of the, some of the differences, I don't see any. There's there's uh, no physical difference on the license itself, for the most part. There's like a an extra star or something, uh, and it signifies that you brought a bunch of additional paperwork and had basically a background check done. Uh yeah, there is there at least uh, for Nevada. Apparently, there's a star in the upper right hand corner of mm-hmm. a valid uh, TSA approved license. And Bookshelf Zombie has uh, has given us a YouTube video to watch. Um, 
the, the state of these states' licenses. Um, okay, well, I think I can put that in... No, I can The show notes. I cannot, because I cannot click in there. So, if somebody happens to be out in the... what? Why is Firefox now updating? I'm not opening Firefox. What the... F- <laughs> I'm fine. We're all fine here. It's okay. I'm just going to let that go. Now, however, it's if, if it's we blue fine. screen, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just so done. This is fine. This is fine. We're all fine here, right? <laughs> Flames coming up around me. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just have a nice little drink. <laughs> it's all good. But this just... It, it comes at a weird time. You know, it, it's just one more log on the on the bonfire of of hate and mistrust and well trying to inconvenience and nationalism. the poor, yeah, the poor and minorities, um, making it certain that you have to go one extra step to prove that you're a real American. Yeah. And these, this real ID thing has been coming for a long time. Uh, I forget when it actually like initially started, uh, but it's it's been talked about and been running around for at least five years. Uh, Congress created it in two thousand five, in the aftermath of the terrorist attacks of September eleventh. <sighs> Mm, okay, good so it's like September 11th. 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, states where residents need identification other than driver's license to fly on January 22nd. This is the this is the real one here. Kentucky, Maine, Minnesota, Missouri, <laughs> yep. Montana, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Washington. So, yeah. Yeah, I I just recently got my passport renewed, mm-hmm. and and it's all all shiny and everything. It's all yeah. All very... So you'll be able to actually go from state to state. Yeah, uh, department. Yeah, go where you want. United States Department of State document. I got that right here. Mm-hmm, I do. Um, it apparently in the cover somewhere. There's some circuitry. Yep, there's an RFID so. chip. Yeah, so there's all sorts of stuff to, you know, prevent forgery and all sorts of things. Well, yeah, so so the the RFID chip by its nature can be read from a distance, and so they sell basically wallets you can store your passport in that block the RFID signal, so that you have to take it out in order for somebody to read it, so that yeah, somebody sure. can't just read it from a distance and then try to recreate your passport. Yeah, Faraday wallets. Um, and and then they're going to just yeah. microchip us like dogs. Only if you're corporate. Well, well for, for right now, now. But that's already yeah. happening at the corporate level. Yeah, for it's, right now. It's going to be, you'll you'll get a chip and it'll be your license, background check information and stuff uh, like that. So we're getting sins. And when we yeah. become Gilead, the fertile women will have a red tag on their ears. You won't need the red tag. It'll just be it'll be part of your profile when we look at you with our augmented reality vision. I I still want augmented reality vision. I still want that. You know, if that's just one layer, I'll just shut that layer off. I don't care. I don't need to procreate. You do our genetic compatibility match. I don't need to do any more genetic compatibility. I'm fine. I already <laughs> have two kids. I'm done. You will produce superior offspring. <laughs> 
Thanks, Google AI. Oh, jeez. But I don't want... Well, You know, I've seen hmm. what Google dreams. I don't want it matching me with a life partner. (laughs) It didn't say life partner. It said genetically superior (laughs) match. With a reproductive partner. (laughs) It'll be somebody with dog hands. You know, just like... (laughs) You will make great bukkake. Everything's dogs. (laughs) Damn it, guys! Stop with the sliders! Nope, nope. (laughs) Sliders... But Bukaki doesn't result in in offspring unless you do it very, very wrong. Or, or there's a whole lot of it. <laughs> and you're sitting? I don't know. Yeah, well, you'd have Turkey to be basters can swimming be involved. Who knows? A yeah. funnel? <laughs> Ooh, the almost, you almost got me. Almost. Almost got me. <laughs> Three inches of tubing. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> <sighs> what are you guys using all of this clear tubing for? <laughs> three inches of tubing is the name of my guar cover band. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, the, is that your wow. battle cry? Just a wow. length of garden hose. Lincoln's Garden Hose. Only the strongest swimmers survive. No, that's their debut album. Length of Garden Hose. Oh, wow. Okay, so we've gone places. Yeah. We have gone places. We didn't even need the passport or a real ID to to go those places. We went to the National Canal all by ourselves. (laughs) With our imaginations. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Miss Frizzle. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) And we've just ruined several people's childhoods. At least Dan. Yeah, we got him. Yep. Shards of your soul, just picking them right off. Yeah, they're delicious. Mm -hmm. Those kids have seen some shit, I'm telling you. (laughs) That's a different kind of porn. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That porn gets you on a list. <laughs> a mailing list or uh, what was your mailing list again, Amber? Oh, he's got to bring it around. Okay, bring it around. Hey, oh, um, wow. Three inches of tubing that Oh, that's going to be taken soon, I bet. Yeah. I don't need that website, though. So, okay. So, um, <laughs> wow. Not I, I think we've exhausted the news. Yeah. <laughs> for all the comedic value that it's possible to get out of it. Um, ooh, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, we have <laughs> that's That's nothing that a length of garden hose can't solve. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> I can I can think of some things, but they're not. No, I'd, I'd get on another list. So we'll just leave yeah. it at that. Okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you've enjoyed what we've done. <laughs> and you'd like to help us out. There's a few ways. You're on a list. You can donate to the show. 
you can get on my list by donating to the show through patreon.com slash radio and get early access show content or whatever the hell it is that I can actually do for you. Um, make the algorithm work by reviewing us on iTunes. That'll boost our ranking. And use your words, the best words, and tell somebody about us. And, of course, engage with us directly. Send us an email message on the social medias and, and the stuff with the O'Reilly Radio Podcast at gmail.com address. Or the, if you're the more talkative sort, there's 470-222-O-R-L-Y. That's 6759 if you don't have a rotary dial phone. And it's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255, available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. Dandy, we that, all need. N- need that number a little more? I mean, we, we have caused you some distress. <laughs> One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And I think if you go to the website, you can even do a web chat. If you're if you can't get on the phone, you can do that there yes. too. So there's you can lots of text. resources. Yes. Whew. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been a really radio part of the Random Max Company. This work license under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music Rocket and Pemgia, created by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And that's a share alike license, so you can share the the show in full content. Just don't make any edits to it and refer back to us when you do. Thanks very much, everyone, and have a lovely week. Bye-bye. 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 I'm melting. Well, darn the thongs. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. And a copper IUD. Oh. Well, actually, that's a good one. Okay, but why, though? Why? Why? <laughs> that will prevent you from succeeding with your genetic match. <laughs> is that, that his dog hands? Is that Google's voice now? <laughs> talking out of his dog hands. That's us, the voice of Google. It's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Ohama. Ohama means nobody gets left behind. <laughs> no, no. Ohana means family. Ohana and means nobody gets out alive. <laughs> Ohana means nobody leaves here without sticky. Ohana means family, which means they are not a genetic reproductive match. <laughs> Somebody was a genetic reproductive match, and that's how hey. it happens. That, that just goes into the into the bag of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Got a whole bag of that. <laughs> There's a hole in that it's bag. Slightly damp bag. Jeez. Oh, oh, black nice. bag over the head. There it is, with the rubber hose again. Okay. Well, I think that uh, that definitely um, completes our broadcast day. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons I'll never be on NPR. Okay. There we go. <laughs> NPR. Oh, they, after we should dark. fuck these guys. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Nope, 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 nope. Nobody's going to want this. Nobody's going to want uh, this. Double entendre. We should fuck these guys. No. 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 Um. Okay. Thanks, Ryan, for, for holding down uh, down the bookshelf zombie uh, spot in the in the chat room. Thanks very much for being there and, and giving us all the... Giving it all you got. <clears throat> All sorts of fun stuff. Uh.
Oh my. Oh my. Okay, I'm going to stop the Twitch stream. Okie dokie. Oh. Don't cross it. I won't cross it. No, I'll just... I'll stop it. Don't cross the stream. I'll hit the, I'll hit the X. Can hurt your urethra. I guess that's the crossing of the stream. What? <laughs> that's called docking. <laughs> oh, oh. <clears throat> Actually, it is, isn't it? You want to hope it's not twitching. <laughs> yeah, that slider just all the way over. All the way. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chocolate stout. <laughs> now that's a category on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I had a whole segment where I'm like, I got banned from Barnes & Noble for no reason. And then this has been the rest of what I've said. <laughs> well, this isn't content in your books. This is just what's on your mind. Wait, yeah. is it? Oh, what have I done? This should be the content of a book. <laughs> I think it, I think it is. I think it's called Naked Lunch. Um, naked Lunch? Yes, yeah, Naked yeah. Lunch. Yeah, I have not heard this. Oh, well, you've got homework to oh, do then. Well. Oh, but I just heard it. And now I have to Google it. <sighs> it was written well high. Um, <laughs> most of the best things are, <laughs> oh, or at least under the influence of some some substance. Nineteen fifty nine, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a famous one. It's very famous. Okay, well, I'm um, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <clears throat> fork, you fork has been completion. stuck. You are done, but did you finish? Uh, no, (laughs) no, no. Okay. Oh, then you haven't podcasted to completion, then have you? (laughs) Oh, I think I have. I think I have. Podcast us, interrupt (laughs) us. Well, before the machine actually uh, uh, hiccups once more, uh, I'm going going to kill it. I'm going to kill it here. So. Off goes the de- the, uh, the the recording. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was actually still at least recording all that. Amazing. Ugh. Now that stuff for Patreon. There you go. <laughs> That's the after hours. Yeah, this whole the whole show should be in there. <laughs> okay, here we go.